Whether you're rebuilding a bridge, eating one too many things from Taco Bell, or pushing the football down the field effectively, we're talking about being explosive. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nation, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. And if you're still able to hear us, we're not having a colossal audio failure. Uh, of course, we apologize for the second half of Tuesday's episode. Still have no idea how that happened. Everything uploaded and recorded correctly. But uh, what you got was a cell phone in a gutter type noise. Uh, hopefully you can hear us much clearly. You can hear everything we'll be discussing here on this Wednesday. But Kenton, we're going to start, of course, with being explosive. This is coming from yes. offensive coordinator Robert and I met with the media on, uh, let's see, Tuesday to discuss what he's looking forward to getting into when it comes to Notre Dame this weekend. I have a clip here. So the time I'm speaking here is time taken away. From evaluation and planning so we're in a race not just me not just our player but you all as well uh last week i was uh, really proud of the start our guys had and uh a lot of good things uh, a lot of things i do believe we left on the field hopefully there is improvement game one to game two. First question what things do you want to see improved ah uh, explosives next how do you get to those explosives well we execute them. <laughs> Next. What do you think of Notre Dame defensively? What stands out about Notre Dame? Oh, well coached, well recruited, top to bottom. A lot of respect. Next. When you look at this front seven, how difficult of a task is that to be able to you know, run against and try to get some time in the pocket as well? Well, our, our, our duty, our task for us is more about how we assign ourselves in that regard. So uh, last week, we were very efficient first and second down. That may be the calling card of this group. I'm not sure. But uh, we look forward to being efficient as well this week as we were last week. What is the balance of Brennan taking off on pass calls? But obviously, he also succeeded when he took off on to run sometimes. Right. Well, if guys are open, get it there. If they're not, make your reads and then play football. It's really hard for me to give you a percentage ratio on when that happens. It's just part of the game. Where's your biggest points of improvement this week? Uh, yeah, I think overall improvement is uh, explosives. We'd like to be a more explosive offense. But, uh, you know, that's going to be the challenge every week as well, not just this week. So you get the gist here from offensive coordinator Robert Anai. And it, he honestly reminds me a little bit of like a Mike Leach. He just gets straight to the point, a yep. little bit of dry humor there uh, to get you through. But he just wants to see this offense be more explosive, as do the rest of us as well, as this is sort of the kind of thing that we've been that has been attached with the name Robert and I is the the crazy zany offenses that he can throw at you and, you know, putting up big numbers like he did 
with Brennan in 2021 and hopefully lighting up the scoreboard as well. But he went on to say later on that they have to get better play from the offensive line. And of course, that's something you and I have harped on uh, from game one at UConn. None of this will happen if we don't get better play from the offensive line here in week two. You can't get explosives without the offensive line playing better. I mean, you can, but they're a lot more difficult to get, right? You can get some bubble screens, maybe. You can get some um, slip screens, some, you know, all types of stuff. But you, it's it's much harder to scheme up. It's much harder to scheme up. And another thing that I want to talk about here is, man, that he, that guy gave more one-word answers than your old lady when she's pissed off. Boy, I'll tell <laughs> you what, that was that was real straight. Hey, what do you want to get better at? Explosives. How do you get better at explosives? Execution. I love it. I love it. But, you know, he's right. It is a waste against time. And I've talked about this um, on Locked On ACC. And I'll be talking about this on Locked On College Football Live Friday. This Wolfpack offense has to get a lot better in a short time. Granted, we haven't seen um, Notre Dame against real competition per se so far this season. Uh, But with that being said, you're not going to have the opportunity to kind of play around and meander and waste as many drives as you did up in Eastern East Hartford and, and walk away with a win um, out of the Carter on, on this week. That's just not going to be the case. Notre Dame is a much better team and explosives and this offense pushing the ball down the field is something that everybody was clamoring to see more, but there just wasn't time to do so last week. So this week I'm calling out the offensive line. Coach Tujay. I'm calling you out. I'm calling the boys out. I'm calling that offensive line group out because I need the offensive line to have the attitude of, if it is to be, it's up to me. Because if there is a victory to be won here, if there is an upset to be had, it will begin and end with the offensive line having a stellar game. I think another interesting piece of this conversation, we actually touched on this yesterday while nobody could hear us, is that, you know, these new clock rules with the running clock that doesn't stop on first down, having an explosive offense is imperative because if you are just moving through the game, going through the motions, you're going to fall behind and you will not be able to make up ground, and especially not against a physical team like a Notre Dame. So there has to be drastic improvement here from week one to week two. And yes, it is going to start uh, in pass protection. If If we're looking like, you know, maybe some Swiss cheese again, it could be a long day for Brennan Armstrong dropping back in the pocket. And again, if he doesn't have time, there's only so much improv he's going to be able to pull off because Notre Dame is a lot more athletic than UConn was. They're faster. They get to the ball quicker. And you're going to see that if we're not able to protect him properly and then start looking down the field in the ways that we're trying to. Absolutely. And also, they're bigger. Why does bigger matter? Well, Brendan Armstrong can't carry the ball 20 times again. No, 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 no. And I saw somebody, and, and I want to talk about this for a second because somebody commented, Brendan Armstrong has been playing like this all his career. I want you to go and, and, and look something up for me. Look up his rushing attempts against his passing efficiency. And I want you to tell me the relationship you find. Don't worry. Pause this video and come back to it. All right, so if you did what I said for you to do, what you would have found out is that there is a direct and positive correlation with the less he runs the ball, or I guess it would be direct negative, with the less he runs the ball, the less rushing attempts he has, 
generally speaking, the more efficient of a passer he is. Do you all think that's by accident? It's not. It's not. A lot of those were not called runs for Brennan. It was him making the best. It was him making a chicken sandwich out of chicken scratch. And I'll be damned if we have to do that again coming up this week and expect to come out with a win. Yeah, if if the offense has any semblance of what we just saw this past Thursday up at UConn, ain't going to work. It, it will not work. It, 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 will, it will fold up in our faces so much quicker than it began to last week. And Brennan, you know, credit to Brennan, he made a lot out of legitimately nothing. And, you know, arguably won us the game using his legs there um, with, you know, him just being able to escape time and time and time again, and somehow getting a first down near, near you know, seemingly every single time. It's not going to be that, that will not be able to be taken against another Dame team. They will get to Brennan and delivering much bigger hits, might I add, uh, than UConn. And that will take quite a toll. It'll, it'll, it'll pile up very quickly. And, you can't take away anything from, you know, BA's toughness because yes, he has been this type of player for much of his career, but 19, 20 carries against Notre Dame getting pummeled every single time. Yeah. You might see MJ Morris out there in the second half. He is at his best when he is using that rocket of a left arm to push that ball down the field. That's when he's at his best point blank period. I don't care what anybody says. That is when this young man is at his best. He is a quarterback. He is not a running back that happens to throw the ball sometimes. He needs time to be a quarterback. Absolutely. In just a second, we're going to touch on some of the key matchups that we talked about yesterday but did not make it through. So we're going to rehash that. Uh, But first, a word from our sponsors today. That is eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So, Next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part fits just right the first time around. So add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Now, rehashing uh, some of these key matchups that we're looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I believe where we started yesterday was our offensive line. So the key matchup for me here, probably more important than potentially any of the other ones, it's going to be our offensive line up against the Notre Dame pass rush. And again, it, it's it's getting to the point where we're beating a dead horse here, but there has to be more push. And not just... Uh, uh, in in the and through the air, not just the the passing game as well. I need to see a little bit more of the run game as well. Absolutely, you, know, Absolutely. you saw bits and pieces from Jordan Houston. You saw bits and pieces from Michael Allen. You even got a flash of some Delbert Mims in there. We cannot become one dimensional. Of course, we would like to be more explosive down the field through the air. You can't lean on that solely. You know, you're going to have to find ways to run the ball effectively as well, uh, and not just using Brennan. Hopefully you got to get the running back uh, group involved, but you're going to have to find ways to fool the Notre Dame defense, because if you allow them to sit back and get comfortable and we get one dimensional again, it's going to be tough sledding. It's going to be a rough day in the office. For sure. At the end of the day, 
the explosives that Robert and I was mentioning, again, you cannot count on against a Notre Dame defense. Our explosives are going to come from bubble screens. Here's a fun fact. So for those of you who don't, for those of you who do not know, an explosive run is considered, I believe it's anything, 10 to 15 yards or more, I believe, 10, 10 yards or more. An explosive explosive passing play is 20 yards or more. Yep. Do you know how many explosive passing plays we had last week? Uh, I want to say zero. Zero? Yeah. Settle. Nada. Zilch. Zip. I know. I think we completed a pass for like 19 yards, but a lot of that was yak. It was a screenplay, 19 yeah. yards to Michael Allen. Do yep. you know how to say uh, zero in French? Do you know how to Couldn't say zero in any other language? Okay. Well, I just – just the, the number that's less than one, friends, that's how many we had. That will not win against this Notre Dame team. Do you know why that won't win against this Notre Dame team? Because not only does only running or passing the ball make you one-dimensional – but only having the ability to throw the ball within five yards of the line of scrimmage makes you extremely one-dimensional. What do you mean by that, Ken? Well, let's just be simple here. If you're not giving enough time, what, what's going to happen ultimately is Notre Dame is going to go single high. They're going to roll an extra guy down. That extra guy that they roll down is probably going to be a spy on Brennan Armstrong. Now, if that guy isn't a spy on Brennan Armstrong, or even if he is, he'll be in somewhat of a rover position where it's, just make a play. Just stay underneath. Feel your way through this game. Feel your way through the different concepts and make a play. Why is that problematic? If everything is underneath and now they have an extra guy in passing lanes, do the math, friends. What just happened? At least one passing lane per play is eliminated. Right. Now, we're already looking at, you're looking at generally four to five guys out in a route. You just have one of those eliminated. Our offensive line did not hold up well last week. You do the math. So long story short, like you were saying, the offensive line needs to be good enough to hold up for us to complete some of those balls downfield. They need to be good enough in running in the running game uh, for us to move the ball effectively on first and second down uh, on the ground. That Those are not desires. Those are not wish list things. Those are needs if this team is going to win the game. Absolutely. And one of the other key matchups we mentioned yesterday, and this is probably going to end up being one of Kenton's keys if I had to imagine, uh, on Friday, but I'm very intrigued to see how our run defense handles Audric Estime because he is a whole lot of man coming down at you downfield quickly. You know, he ran all over Navy out, out in Ireland, ran all over Tennessee State just this past week. He's a force to be reckoned with. You know, something our defense prides themselves on is the is stopping the run. As Kenton likes to say, stop the run and have some fun. Those are the words we mentioned yesterday. We will be getting Savion Jackson back, hoping that he can provide an instant impact in disrupting uh, everything Notre Dame tries to do on the ground. But again, I mentioned it yesterday. It's going to take all hands on deck to stop Estime. Absolutely. And my matchup for this game, and I hate that both of us have done this because everybody's going to look at us and say, of course, the, the podcast with the defensive tackle is all about the line. But here's the thing. Um, Notre Dame's offensive line, they have two of the best offensive tackles. They have one of the best offensive lines in the nation, two of the best offensive tackles in uh, Big Joe Alt. And the right tackle as well is one of the better guys. Blake Fisher is one yeah. of the better guys in the nation as well. And so Savion Jackson, Davin Van, Travali Price. That's, that's Travali Price, yeah. Travali, Travali. I'm sorry, Mr. Price. I Keep getting that name wrong. I got the name wrong yesterday, too, in the exact same way. What a terrible guy I am. But anyway, Mr. Price, 
It is, it is on those guys to win those plays because here's the thing. what One of the best things that could have happened to NC State happened in game one. You lose the game, but you learn some lessons. You lose the game, but your best players don't play well. Do you know whose gap the ball went into? Actually, you know, because we said this yesterday, but most Davin of the fans Van. probably don't. The ball went in Davin Van's gap on that huge run where you finally start to feel like, all right, we're going to pull away now. That one play drive of 70-some-odd yard rushing touchdown from UConn, it hit Davin Van's gap. You see, there's a fun principle in football, especially for a defensive lineman. When you're out of your gap, the ball will find it. And that's what happened. The ball found it, and the ball found the end zone. So, long story short, this defensive line knows they need to be better than they are last were last week. And I'm looking at those two ends in particular. I'm looking at all of our ends against these tackles saying, not only do we need to do something in the run, or not only do we need to do something in terms of stopping the pass, we also need to be effective in stopping the run because that's Notre Dame's identity. That's their bread and butter. That's what they're happy to do first and foremost. So can we stop that and then put Hartman in obvious passing situations? Because honestly and truly, I think that our defensive backs are a lot better than their receivers. I think that uh, Sam Hartman took a downgrade in terms of his receiver room and going to Notre Dame. That's just me being quite honest. And so with that being said, stopping the run is going to be immense. That'll be the ball game for NC State to me. Yeah, and then, yeah, touching on that last point there, my last key matchup here is Sam Hartman versus our secondary. Of course, Sam Hartman is no stranger to NC State, played us several times with Blake Forrest. He's 0-2 coming to Raleigh. He can sling it. There's uh, you know, no two ways about it. He is a gunslinger. But if our defense is getting in there to provide enough disruption to make it to push him into maybe some poor decisions, we're gonna have to take absolute advantage of that. And that I think is advantage NC State in the secondary. I, I trust our secondary to wreak havoc uh against Sam Hartman because, like you mentioned, Kenton, I don't think Notre Dame's wide receivers are really anything to write home about. I think he he had a lot more at Wake Forest. So I'd give our advantage there to our secondary. But yeah, I mean, it's this game's going to be a trench war. It's, it's going to come down in the trenches, whether you like it or not. It is bully ball. That's exactly what Notre Dame tries to do week in and week out. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a complete testament of physicality. If, if NC State's going to answer the bell, now's your chance. If, if, if you got to if you got to prove how physical you're able to be, this is the game to do so. Absolutely. Again, I'm looking at the defensive line. Bow your neck. Okay. That's this is the a, a big boy britches type of game. You're not walking into this thing thinking, oh man, I, this is gonna be a, a game where I'm gonna get to get cute a lot. Be ready for a dog fight, for a slug fest, for a team that's gonna come at you and say, Hey, we're bigger than you, we're stronger than you, we're more physical than you, we're gonna punch you in the mouth. We're the bullies. Well, I learned a principle when I was young that has stuck with me through adulthood. What does an intimidator do when he cannot intimidate? Cower. He becomes intimidated. There you go. This is a team that every game that they played so far this season, their combined score this year is something like 98 to 3 or something along those lines. This is a team that everybody that they play, there has been no, oh, man, this team is coming back at us. This team is coming. this has been a team that ever, when they decide, hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna run power, and we're coming to this B gap. You can't stop it. They haven't been stopped. Not time to, mention, to show. 
not to mention, I believe Notre Dame was, were they number 10? They clocked in at number 10 at the AP poll today. I believe I saw a tweet yeah. saying that this is the first top 10 non-conference game we've played in Raleigh since I think it was like 2004 or something like that. So mm-hmm. this game really needs no introduction. It is a high no. stakes affair for both teams. It's it's a big time litmus test for both teams. And it's going to come down to probably the fourth quarter. It's going to be super physical, super Exciting to watch, hopefully, for both fan bases, but hope you're a little more excited uh, for the red and white. In just a minute, we're going to touch on our newest commit to the 2024 class, wide receiver, after a quick word from our sponsors. All right, so last piece of good news here on a Wednesday. We did get the commitment from 2024 Jamar Boston, wide receiver, out of the state of South Carolina. As you see at the bottom, he's about six foot, 175. We had mentioned Jamar probably several weeks back, uh, touching a bit on how the 2024 recruiting class was shaping up. Mentioned this as a possibility down the road, and here it is. Another great addition. Uh, you see three stars at the bottom of this graphic. I've seen four stars, depending on what kind of site you use. Nonetheless, he is an electric addition um, to what has been quickly a... a, a a oh shit, what was it? Uh, a recruiting class that has caught on fire, I guess you could say. Right. You know the the, right. the additions with the Jonathan Paler, Terrell Anderson, Jamar Boston now getting in the mix. Wide receiver will be a strength of this football team here in the years to come, and Jamar Boston is another big piece to that. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a guy. We've talked so much about receivers, receivers. We need receivers. We need receivers. We need receivers. This is another one. This is another guy that brings a blend of a lot of things. This is a guy who's got some length to him. He can run. He's definitely a guy that's going to high point the football for you, and he's tough to bring down after the catch. So, obviously, we're excited to have him at NC State. This is, uh, this is you know, at the end of the day, this receiving core keeps looking better and better in the future. That receiving room looks brighter and brighter. Let's just hope we can keep everybody here and happy and, and you know, get all the great things rolling with them. Yeah, looking to be like another big-time power tool in the shed for Robert and I to break out uh, as he gets comfortable here in Raleigh, starts implementing more of the offense. Um, you know, another another toy for uh, MJ Morris here, quarterback of the future. Super yeah. excited about all the weapons that we're putting around him uh, into this offense. And, of course, Jamar Boston is another great addition. But uh, tomorrow, I want to talk about tomorrow, we will be doing a crossover episode with Locked On Irish. So Notre Dame fans, if you're listening to us here, you will have representation on tomorrow's show. We're going to speak with Tyler from Locked On Irish. Very excited to get his take on things, uh, to see how they're feeling about us up in South Bend. So be sure to tune in, tune in with us tomorrow for our crossover episode. But until then, make sure you hit that like button. Drop your comments down in the comment box. We'll get to these uh, you know, on over the course of the week and, of course, on Fan Friday. Uh, and then, as always, Make sure you're mashing that subscribe button. I believe believe as of this recording, we're sitting at 599. So if you're listening and you haven't hit that button yet, make sure you're number 600 and we'll continue our climb up to 700 and beyond. But we'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.